Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Boston Celtics lose game three in heartbreaking fashion. With 0.5 seconds on the clock, the Raptors hit a walk-off three to win it 104 to 103. I'm Sierra Goodwill. Back with the whole gang tonight, Joe Sway-Pavone, Jimmy Toscano, and Bobby Manning. You know, after Kimball Walker made that no-look pass to Daniel Tice for the dunk, it was celebration. Celtics are up 3-0, undefeated in the playoffs. They've got this series under wraps. And then in one instant, really the entire series changes when the Raptors make that three. How did they blow this game down the stretch, Bobby? I'll tell you how. These guys on the bottom here got too overconfident in the first half. They're texting, this is over. Jimmy's ready to get the parade going. He's looking at the bet online odds going crazy. But, you know, ultimately this was a blown coverage on the Boston side on that final play. Guys were trying to switch on the back line. Looked like they had a zone set up. Obviously, Taco's out there trying to block the inbounds. But Kyle Lowry, and it was fitting he did it, made the perfect pass to the corner. Over Taco, on the line, hit him on the chest. That you just don't see passes like that on inbounds, all, never mind across the court. And it's fitting that a guy who had 31 points in this one was willing his way to the basket from the opening minutes, having a Paul Pierce-esque performance, as Jimmy compared it to, fittingly, Ooh. in the postgame. Like, he just saved the Toronto Raptors in this one. And I thought other guys like Marcus Gasol, Dred Van Fleet got into their game in this one, found themselves. And that's dangerous if you're the Celtics. You opened up a whole box. The champions got on their game again in this one. And that's what kills you about that last play. If they just escape, the series would be over. Yeah, I mean, you saw the frustration from Jalen Brown. That defensive lapse, it just seemed like it just bad timing on, on his part. He just – I don't know if it's all on him, though. Maybe it's not, but it seems like if he's talking the way he's talking, that he's probably feeling the most guilty about what happened. And I just think it's unfortunate because the Celtics, you know, they deserve to win that game. I think you can give credit to Toronto in saying that they stole one from Boston because – uh, Boston played neck and neck down the stretch, but when when push came to shove, Kimball Walker in that fourth quarter, or whether it was coming down to those defensive stops at the end, Toronto hung in there as well, and they were able to counter. So you got to give them props, as, you know, for, for being in there and staying into the fight. But man, that's just a, a really tough uh, pill to swallow for Jalen Brown, as uh, the, the Celtics actually would have made history if they won. That would have been the very first Celtics team to ever no. win uh, their very first six playoff games in a row. So. I'm going to cut you off here, Jimmy, because I'm going to play a clip of what Jalen Brown had to say after the game about that final play. As a unit, you know, regardless of what we was in, you know, we had to guard the three-point line. So that was just a fucking disgrace at the end of the game. 
That was just terrible. You know, no way we should have lost that game. You know, I take responsibility for that, not just that play, but, you know, a lot of the plays before. Jimmy, do you think Brown is really Ooh. to blame here? Obviously really hard on himself, dropping three F-bombs in his post-game presser. But is, should it all fall on Brown's shoulders? No, definitely not fall all on Brown's shoulders. I think he's sort of, you know, showing his leadership quality, right? I mean, we know that this guy's got those qualities based on what we've seen from him, and we know that he cares a lot. And he's obviously going to talk about the play because he was the one right there with the hand up, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it was like his guy the entire time. You know, when you look at the replay, it looks like OG started with Tatum, and then Tatum sort of gave the old point like, hey, somebody pick him up. And I don't think anyone saw that because – he kind of slipped behind everybody who was focused on the inbounds play. And it's unfortunate. I mean, it's, it's a completely, I mean, Jalen Brown's right. They totally effed that up. And, you know, it's a botched game because they should be up three zero and the Raptors stole that one. I think, I think Joe Sway, that's the word he used. The Raptors stole it. And I would agree with that. Um, it was a classic Kemba Walker, Kyle Lowry battle, which I thought was a blast to watch, you know, two great point guards in this league going toe to toe. And, a little bit on the older side, so it was that was kind of a nicer thing to see too. It wasn't like a couple of twenty-year-olds. You know, these guys have some miles on their on their legs, so that was cool. And I thought the Celtics put themselves in position to win that game. And like Sierra, you said it. You know, everyone was celebrating after that um, Kemba Walker pass to Tice, and it should have ended that way. You know, with right. 0.5 seconds on the clock, your job was to just disrupt the inbounds, get a finger on, just get a finger on the ball at any point, and that game is over. You know, and it, it's just crazy that, you know, the Raptors got that clean look and, and that's that's the story. And yeah, the series is, I wouldn't say it's dramatically shifted, but it gives uh, a team that could have been down and out and pretty much dead, gives them that that glimmer of hope. It gives them a lot of, not a glimmer of hope, it gives them a lot of hope that they can, you know, even the series up now. So well, let's, throw, let's, throw it back to, let's throw it back what, to game what? two because the Raptors could easily be up 2-1 right now. And they step out of bounds on the last play. They were within a possession yeah. on the for a final play of that game, too. I mean, they could have had the same exact play go if they called timeout. And you guys ended up being right. We saw the Raptors be better in a set position rather than a fast break on the final play. So there's some credit to you guys. Definitely a different feel now in this series. Raptors heading into game four with a little momentum, with the ability to tie things up. Celtics probably going to play a little ticked off. We're going to preview the rest of this series in another video that you can find on our website at clnsmedia.com, along with the rest of our Celtics postseason coverage on our YouTube channel at Celtics All Access. The Garden Report is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MAXWELL20 at manscaped.com. Take your grooming game to the next level. Well, the Boston Celtics were half a second away from being up 3-0 over the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Instead, the Raptors with a chance to tie the series up on Saturday. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Josue Pavone, Jimmy Toscano, and Bobby Manning. The heartbreaking three-point walk-off buzzer beater in game three against the Celtics have, has changed this series' outlook for sure. When you compare the Raptors' newfound momentum here with the Celtics going to play pissed off, essentially, which is going to outweigh each other? Which team is going to come into game four with a little bit more burst? Well, this, this series is on track to go seven again, like many of us thought it might before this. Not just because of the win. This flipping from 2-1 to 3-0 as it could have. 
But Toronto found itself in so many ways in this game. Fred Van Fleet twice in this one hits back-to-back threes. I got terrified, and I'm always terrified watching the Celtics. I always think things can take a bad turn, whether it's injuries or the series as it has here. And when Kemba screwed up early, running off the ball with Smart down the Ibaka, and Fred Van Fleet got that open look early in this one, I said, all right, he's got it. Lowry third quarter gets a three to go after him, Gasol, and Siakam start 0 for 11. Gasol finds his game in this one. And all of a sudden, I think everybody on that team, except for Siakam, has found themselves. Uh, the coach has got his groove back. And we have a series again. So this team's back. This is going to be a dangerous series the rest of the way. No more blowouts. Okay. I agree with that, Bobby. No more blowouts. But I think – No more blowouts. I think you're overlooking uh, the tandem that the Celtics have. And I'm not even talking about Kemba Walker. Like, I just think the way Tatum – and Jalen Brown are going to respond, and this one's going to be humongous. Like, and I think it could just be enough to catapult the Celtics to grab a 3-1 lead in this series. Jalen Brown's jump shot, it just looks silky smooth, especially throughout this game. It just looks like he's in a, in a focus, in a comfort level, that maybe he was a little too comfortable, right, at the end of that game uh, when he had that defensive lapse or that, you know, lapse in judgment. But overall, he's going to bounce back. And Jason Tatum, when he had 13, 15 points, you know he's going to turn that one around. Uh, they still haven't really found an answer for him. It was just one of those games where Kemba Walker was in a groove. It looked like the Walker show. And Tatum made a step aside a bit. And I don't think you're going to see that same sort of, uh, you know, reluctance from, from Tatum in this next game. I still – so what's funny is the Celtics have been underdogs in the first three games. So I guess I don't see that changing in game four. But I would be surprised if they came out flat, especially after listening to Jalen Brown after game three. I mean, that – yeah, he was frustrated, but he also sounded just, like, determined to make sure something like that doesn't happen, right? And I don't see the Celtics team, like, imploding after a loss like that. They seem to be a pretty tight-knit group. They're going to talk about it in the bubble tonight, and they're going to get back out there tomorrow and clear their heads and do whatever they got to do. Um, but I, I still like their chances. I think that, you know, what I agree with a lot of what Joe Sway said, that the kids, so to speak, are going to come to play in game four. But I loved what I saw out of Kemba Walker. I mean, that's a guy who has really taken on his role. And I, I think it's harder for, you know, a superstar. Like, a point, point guards are, in most cases, you know, very flashy, superstar qualities. But Kemba Walker has been able to sort of step aside and let the kids do their thing at certain points. But in game three, he kind of found that swagger early on, and it was kind of reversed. So that was cool to see. And I think now that he's got a little bit of his groove, these three, if, if Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum can all play good at the same time, Bobby, I hate to tell you, but there might be a blowout left in this series because we haven't seen Ooh. that really on a consistent basis from those three oh. guys. There's only one. There's only one basketball. But I'm all I'm saying is, I think the Celtics are going to come out strong in Game Four. I was happy with the bench's production in Game Three too. So credit to them. I think the Celtics just let the Game Three slip away. They let the they let the Raptors take that game from them, and I don't see that happening going forward. If you're Brad Stevens, I mean, this was their first loss of the postseason. It was by one in, in shocking fashion. Do you change anything, or do you stick with how you've been rolling and just have confidence in your guys that this was potentially a fluke and they're going to outlast this team for the stretch of the series? On the first question, don't second-guess the zone. They played fine against the zone early in this game. Then all of a sudden, he started putting Cantor in there, trying to shake up the rotations. Didn't love that. Think it pulled away from some of the good things Robert Williams did in this one. Uh, Tatum, others started hesitating, overpassing maybe. They got a good look on a heavy pass possession against the zone. But they can just play their game against that zone. Make a few extra passes to move it when you need to, and then you find the isolations there. 
I still think Toronto has some upside in their game, Jim, as it says on your name tag there. I got to respond <laughs> to that. Um, Toronto might not hit foul trouble, and you think they got to blow out in them. If they do, sure. But out of this one, the Celtics need to tighten up those last-second possessions. I felt like four of their six final possessions in this one were trash. Agreed. And that's not going to bode well in close games. They did that in game two as well, and they got fortunate there. Late game execution has been trash from the Celtics. I'll agree with you on that. Joe Sway? Yeah, I mean, no, I don't know. I thought you had the floor, Jimmy. I thought you were going to answer that one. I just had um, to I just had to <laughs> give him his props. I wouldn't mind seeing more of the same. I thought Cantor brought a little bit of energy. I thought it was the dosage was perfect. I don't think you want to go uh, past that if you're in, uh, you know, foul trouble with, with Robert Williams. I do agree with Bobby. I would have liked to see a little more. Uh, Robert Williams, but it's nice to have someone like Cantor in there, in the mix, a guy who brought energy, a good rebound, and uh, put up a couple points as, as well. But um, I'm not worried in, ter- in terms of what Brad Stevens needs to do. I just think he's going to uh, continue with his game plan and sort of countering off of what Nick Nurse does. And another thing that Nick Nurse is definitely going to do, he's going to hit you with that zone, especially uh, in the second half. And we're going to see how, how he responds to that and see if uh, if, if Kemba Walker's not feeling it, who's that other guy's going to step up and and get them through that that stretch in the third quarter. Because that's when Toronto Raptors really try to step things up a notch when they come out of uh, halftime heading into the second half. Well, hey, if I'm Brett... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say real quick, if I'm Brett Stevens, I mean, really, I'm not, I'm not panicking. Certainly not panicking after a loss. I mean, you expect to lose once in a while to a really good team like the Raptors. What I'd like to do is, is get, them to, get them to control Lowry a little bit more than they did in game three. I think, you know, he's kind of like the head of that snake, right? I mean... I'm not impressed by Siakam. I'm not impressed by Van Vliet that much. I don't think the Raptors are as deep as I originally thought, but Lowry is kind of like the heart and soul of that team. And when he gets going, I feel like a lot of guys feed off him. So if you can take him out of his game early on, you might be able to chip away and sort of dig in and, and you know, take that, take that game from him. You were so high on the Raptors, Jimmy. I can't <laughs> believe how you fall. I was. <laughs> I was before the series started. I was too. But now, but now, I think they're frauds. I think they're done. I think they, I think that they've you know happen. it's been a long. What? No, Celtics back. Celtics and six. You said anything could happen. I'm not Celtics and six. I, I changed my prediction from Celtics and seven to Celtics and six. I was always Celtics and six from the start. You were. That's I'm, true. I'm That's true. sticking with it. Celtics and six still after this game three craziness. For all of our Celtics playoff coverage, you can find it on our website at clnsmedia.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Celtics All Access. Do it.